Hello and welcome to another spectacular episode of the Manam Pod podcast. I'm still getting used to it. Yeah. We're still two episodes in. It's okay. Into the new rebranding. How are you? I am my co with my co. <laughs> I can do this today. It's a rough morning, but I'm with my co-host Becca Schoenborn. I'm Dustin Dubuque. How are you, Becca? I'm doing better than you today. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> this is like the first conversations I've had. Uh, I was a little late getting here because uh, my son had a fit about. Uh, he wanted to wear a, he has a zip up that's definitely a transformer zip up, but it has the hood where you have the eyes cut out into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, lo- he thinks it's Spider-Man. <laughs> so he like loves it. And uh, he's wore it enough times lately to wear like, a, like you just can't, you look, you can't wear the same sweatshirt every day. Come on. Oh, but he So can. it was dirt. And uh, he, we had about a 10 minute meltdown at the house before I could get here because uh, we had to make sure that he didn't wear a dirty Spider-Man outfit that he... <laughs> Got out of the uh, out of the hamper, so that was my morning. Oh, well, look at you! Yeah, how are you? Um, well, I don't have children, so my morning was very quiet. <laughs> so I you... did oversleep a little bit because I got blackout curtains from my room, so it was not as bright as it normally is when I wake up. I like how you have blackout curtains now when it's dark until. The funny late thing is, is I've lived in this place for five years, and I just finally bought <laughs> curtains for my bedroom. <laughs> I just had the plain plastic blinds before then. <laughs> I like I like to hear you moving. I like to hear you moving on up. <laughs> I thought I'd splurge a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, but a couple of the random, <laughs> couple of the random things coming up in Menominee that we said we'd plug since we can plug whatever. I think you have the date for downtown trick or treating. Yes, downtown Menominee's trick or treating will be on Friday the twenty eighth, so one week from today, from three to five p.m. The yeah. downtown businesses and some of the outskirts of downtown usually too will hand out candy to trick-or-treaters yeah it's three to five i believe yeah and there's always so many people it's Mm -hmm. crazy how many people come for that so if that's and you can get so much candy in such a little amount of time so get down and i would say get down early because if you get down at 4 30 usually people be be running out um yeah and then the night after is my um a night of metal at Zymergy that I help uh, book down there. So if for some odd reason any human being that listens to this likes metal music or knows of anybody that does, we have four bands um, coming to Zymergy on the 29th um, from all over the Midwest, which is pretty cool. So if you like awesome. beer and or loud music, it's only 10 bucks. starts at 7 o'clock. So we're going to Halloween it up this year. That's Ooh. the plan. So come dressed and all the things. And I think there's stuff You're going on. a Halloween thing? Yeah. And uh, um, yes, we are. There's a lot of Halloween things going on, actually. There's quick other one is Treats on the Trail at the Historical Society is also the 29th from 1 to 3 o'clock. I think it's like $3 per uh, child, and that's at the Lions Game Park. Cool. And we can make a quick segue to our to our special guest, Andrew Marcel. He's the county clerk, but also the board president of the Mabel Tainer Theater. And I think you guys have Halloween Absolutely. Nothing like Halloween at the Mabel. Always. Um, On the 28th, we're doing a Mabel masquerade. It's the first time that we're going to do something like this at the Mabel. And it's meant to be super fun. Um, It's dress up in your favorite costume. We're going to do a costume contest. There's going to be food, um, drinks for purchase. We're going to have the dance floor out. It's going to be really fun. So on the 28th, if you take your kids downtown for downtown trick-or-treating, put them with a sitter and then come (laughs) (laughs) for our Mabel masquerade. It'll be super fun. The and huge then... deep breath before that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I hear the Mabel has the best candy uh, as the president of the board. I'm pretty sure we do. So for the kids, that's really great. But yeah, the Mabel Masquerade is going to be super fun. 
Um, if it's successful this year, it's a first-time event. Then next year, what I really want to do with the vision is that we would do the Mabel Masquerade actually on the Mabel stage, and we put the band on the balcony, and so we kind of like do a Mabel Ooh. in reverse thing, and I think it'll be really fun. Picture Hocus Pocus, the first one, where they have like the community celebration. Oh, oh yeah. I put a spell on you, and it's going to be really fun. <laughs> yes, and, I love that. Right? And where else could you have a fun, exciting Halloween adventure besides the Mabel Tanner, which is also super haunted? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you guys doing any stuff like that this year for the... Because we've had we've had tours. Yeah, we've had ghost tours. We've had Sophie Doan on before and Melissa and we've talked about it a little bit. Lucas, the director of the Mabel's been on. It always seems to come up when we're talking about the Mabel. Yeah. Um we're doing the Mabel Masquerade this year. Um that's kind of their our segue thing. We with the pandemic we kinda stopped doing the candlelit ghost tours because it's an intimate space and people are close together and so we kinda stopped doing that this year. But we'll we'll bring it back. Yeah, and people can kind of do that. Almost any time throughout the year. It just they doesn't can absolutely have to be like come and set up a private appointment to do a private ghost tour. I'm happy to do those at night. So it's super fun. That's fun. Yeah. And then on the 29th, I think Nanak is having oh, their big yeah. Halloween party. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I forgot about Nonic, something too that yeah, I'm Yeah, Nanak has theirs. Brewery Nonak. Oh, really? <laughs> Becca. Oh my gosh. Tisk, every, every once tisk. in a while, we just have to. Tisk, tisk. We have to be kind of bad at this. Um, Becca admitting she's bad at it. I'm fine. <sighs> Uh, but yeah, there's a lot coming Carry out. on. On the 29th, <laughs> no, Nick, I'll finish after you're No, go for it. About it. Oh, um, the 29th from 11 to 1 is also this year's um, co-op cookout. Normally, it's the co-op oh, breakfast. Yeah, that's right. Normally, the co-op breakfast, but uh, our breakfast server went out of business, so we're switching it to a cookout. So there will be lunch, trick-or-treating, um, and it's at Dunn Energy Co-op. Just that's right. I think it might go Sounds there, delicious. too. What are you eating? It's just like hot dogs. Uh, chips, cookout. just a, a just your basic cookout, and then we'll have all of our all the different co-ops in town. We'll have a booth for trick or treating for the kids and stuff too. So it should be fun. That's fun. Awesome. I'm all sorts all of things. Halloween things this yeah. year. Yeah, Menominee usually goes pretty all in on Halloween. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody here loves it. It's a good time. They yeah. love it as they should. As they should. So not only are the board president, we said also you're the county clerk. Oh yes, and we. I I don't know if you've heard. There's a, another event coming up in November. That's kind of a big deal. It's the election. Yes. Very um, important. Very important yes, thing. Very important. The midterm elections. So November eighth is going to be a good time. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So we're one of the things I wanted to do is talk a little bit about the election and what that means and really kind of educate people about what's on the ballot and what they're going to maybe be looking to vote for because it's in Wisconsin we have the governor's race, lieutenant governor, the attorney general, secretary of state at the state level um, in, in addition to one of our United States senators and uh, representative for Congress for the third congressional district which is what my nominee's in and so that's all kind of the big bigger stuff and then of course you have local elections so if you're in Dunn County um, we have three different assembly districts in Dunn County um, all of those seats are up, um, the 29th Assembly District, the 67th, the 93rd, and then we have um, two Senate races as well. Um, so yeah, it's there's a lot on the ballot. And if people are wondering about what's on their ballot, they can go to My Vote Wisconsin, uh, just type in your address and you can pull up your ballot. You can find your polling location where you can go to vote from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. on November 8th. Lots of good information there. Well, do, I mean that you just you just handled it all just like that. You can tell you had to do the spiel a few mm-hmm. times, <laughs> and that's this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's been it's it's fun, and I think um, you know we this is the fourth election in 2022. There was the spring primary in February, 
there was the April 5th primary, or uh, spring election, and then there was the August primary where we narrowed some of the candidates down. There were so many people running for governor and whatnot and Senate. So, yeah, elections are important, and mm-hmm. people should vote. And they can still register to vote, you know, as long as you've lived in your, if you're home or your apartment or wherever for 28 days before the election um, and you can prove that um, it's super simple if you aren't registered to vote you can look on my vote to see if your registration is current but if you're not you can bring a, a photo id and a piece of mail a utility bill or a bank statement or anything like that to kind of prove your residency and register to vote i think it's important and and there's a lot of attention with this election, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot at stake, especially with some of the new national things that have been going on this this summer. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting time. Yeah, this is a very important election, I think, across the country. But we have a lot of local seats up, too, that people may not think are super important because it's our little town. But those people do have a lot of say and are important figures in the community so making sure that you vote for the people that you think are most qualified is really important especially mm-hmm. this year yeah and it's especially with local stuff sometimes it's hard to be educated on who these people are and what what they where their stand on their issues so it it's important to be an educated voter when you go to the polls that, mm-hmm. that's for sure and so sometimes you have to dig especially when in the spring elections when people are running for county board or city council and if they're not they don't have a web page or they don't have a Facebook page where you can gather information, it can be kind of tricky to figure out, well, like, who should I be voting for? Um, mm-hmm. But the local stuff, I think, is always really important, especially from a county perspective or a local municipality perspective, because, and I was on, I was in city government for a number of years. I was uh, mm-hmm. president of the Miami City Council, and I love my tenure with that. And uh, But it's those local things where you get to do and make changes that people can see, right? Mm-hmm. State level, there's some big things, sometimes a county level too, but local elections that's where like that's where you're building you're fixing the sidewalks and you're fixing the roads and you're building bridges and literally building bridges i signed some authorization uh some legislation to build the pedestrian bridge to make the loggers loop work around mm-hmm. um the lake Manomans, and i was so proud of that but um that's the kind of stuff that i think is really great about elections especially local elections because you can make changes in people's lives that you can see yeah you know one thing i've told a few people that have um I think the people that forget like the local stuff is I always tell people because like our it's like anywhere our city council meetings are open to the public where you can just go and sit. Somebody has to approve getting this stuff done. <laughs> right. Like uh, I always think that like if they're tearing up the road or fixing a sidewalk or building a new, you know, facility or something like some humans have to approve that. It's not just the, like the mayor. That's not how it works. It's there's a city, <laughs> there's a city council for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. And that's why you do want to be you know well informed yeah about your local because they're the ones that are approving these types of things right and know who your local legislators are right so that's that's important too because if you've got an issue that you want solved that you're they're the person to go to when i first got elected to city council i um i hadn't even been sworn in yet (laughs) i had got i'd won my election um and (laughs) (laughs) no big deal i won my city council election uh my seat uh, and then I hadn't even been sworn into the city council, and somebody came up to me and they're like, "Andrew, I really want chickens." I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, all right, that sounds cool. Uh, can you have those?" And they're like, "No, you should do something." No, about that's it. the problem. Like, okay, and so uh, growing up in the city, I don't know a lot about the livestock. So, <laughs> so it was interesting to kind of like dive into this issue, and I'm like, "Oh, somebody wants it," and I was like, "Well, I can't. You want chickens? That's great. But you have to prove that there's a need in the community for chickens, and then." 
okay, then there, God, there's a group of people, and there's like 25, and they're like, we want chickens. And I'm like, okay, there's, okay. You should really get a petition to show like that there's support for chickens, and that's going to make my case easier to sell to the city council. And then there was somebody in like a chicken costume standing outside of the road, kept <laughs> looking petitions for a while. <laughs> and somebody thought it was me at one point, and it was a whole thing. And like, it was when the old co-op was where the old co-op was, yeah. and right by the Veterans Memorial, and then somebody was like, Andrew was in a chicken costume in front of the Veterans Memorial. And I was like, no, no, no. A scandal. No, no. No, I'm scandal, right? Like, no, none of that was me. Um, but then, yeah, and so we did this. Whole, I did all this research, and we had some uh, city council people come over from Eau Claire, and uh, my counterpart, the Andrew on the city council, they were there, and he came over, and he was telling us all about Eau Claire and what they tried to do, and it failed in Eau Claire. Like, mm-hmm. you can't have chickens in Eau Claire, or you couldn't at the time. And uh, so he's like, well, you're never going to get chickens past here. And that's like, oh, and it passed unanimously. Mm-hmm. So, But I had to figure out, like, the square footage of a chicken. Yeah, right. And what the, what it, in the in the because the, there's like I was a certain the box because the <laughs> the isn't there like a certain amount you can have y- yes you can't have more than five chickens. five okay yeah which is a lot it is yeah a lot in there's a and there's a lot of people with them uh-huh like i know a lot of people that live I, county historical I, society director uh Melissa yeah Newton has chickens she, she has chickens she was like one of the first people that i knew that jumped yeah. right on uh-huh. getting the chickens i asked her the other day if she like named her chickens and she said early on we named the chickens and i said oh my god like what did you name them like and we went through all these, like, what I thought were very clever chicken names. And she was like, yeah, but then they started dying, and then it was really upsetting when we had named them. So now we just call them the girls. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The girls. the girls. That's so funny. But there's, yeah, it's, uh, it's shocking how many people actually have chickens in the town. I would have yeah. chickens if I didn't live in an apartment. I can't wait to have a house so I can build a chicken coop in my backyard yeah. because we eat so many eggs in my house that, like, the amount it would cost to build a chicken coop and raise some chickens would be offset, would offset. within a year in my house, I think, <laughs> because my husband eats so many eggs. <laughs> well, see, it all works. And you like, it's awesome. I think it's cool. Eggs. <laughs> Is that how it goes? I'm pretty sure. You plant like, them and they that's grow. That's the kind of thing, right? So that was my first kind of thing that I got to do on the city council. And it was like, let's make people's lives better because we're talking about the importance of urban agriculture. And it was really great. I really enjoyed it. And so that's the kind of things that you have tangible results that you can, you know, see and do. And I think that's cool, too. So that's a good example because it's something that, like, you would probably not have thought of yourself thinking uh-huh. to pass legislature to allow chickens in town. But it was really important to a lot of other people and or a handful of other people, however many people signed the petition. Enough to get it passed, obviously. And I think there's something like upwards of more than 30 households now in Miami that have chickens. That's awesome. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No roosters. That was the one. <laughs> no <laughs> roosters, yes. Roosters. I feel like I remember hearing that, too. Um, they're too noisy. They're too noisy. Um, so... In town, anyway. Yeah, the one thing that I was going to ask you, when you first became, like, county clerk, because you, you haven't been clerk for super long. Like, yeah. I mean, how long has it been now? 18 months. Oh, has it been 18 months? Already? Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, longer than I remember. So, like, you've obviously been around politics and, you know, local stuff. And, you know, I know you've worked for campaigns and such, too. What are, uh, like, what were some of the things that when you first, like, took over the county clerk job that you were, like, I, I don't know, what's a good word? maybe surprised by or like oh, sure. that was very new that you were like oh, okay well this is interesting how you wouldn't probably know this works this way right otherwise with, unless you're in this one seat yeah um i one of the things i have 
found most interesting and exciting about my job is that I've worked the polls before, I've been on the ballot before, I've, I feel like I was really familiar with election components, but until you're actually in there administering the elections, which that's my job, I am the county administrator for all elections, there, I'm responsible for them. Um, until you're actually in there doing it and learning all the different rules and regulations, which are constantly changing, um, you, it's like you have no idea. Like I have to program, you know, get all the equipment ready and put the ballot proof together. And in the spring election, when there's a oh, yeah. hundred and one different ballot types across Don County, that's a lot of work. Um, <laughs> but it was really, it was really great. And so it's a lot of work, and it's important work. You know, defending democracy is a full time job. Um, and is that the bumper so, sticker of the car? It is. I, I'm going to get it made. Um, but but it's really important. I mean, especially with the, a lot of the attention that's been coming over elections and some of the things that are being said out there about elections. You know, it's just it's important. And so one of the things it's it's the work is really important, and obviously training people um, is really important. So one of the things we did this summer was. Most of the municipal clerks, there's 30 municipal clerks in Dunn County, and they're all amazing. But they were all kind of doing their poll worker training just individually, which is totally fine. But to come together cohesively to make sure that all the elections are run the same across Dunn County, we, I put together um, work with Kate Martin, who's our city clerk here in Menominee, as well as Cheryl Miller from the town of Red Cedar and uh, Mary Strand from the town of Springbrook. They're two veteran clerks who just are really knowledgeable about everything. And I said, let's do this countywide training. Let's make sure everyone's on the same page. And we came together and we had over uh, 175 poll workers, which wow. is almost all of them from across mm -hmm. the county come together wow. for these training sessions. And it was great. People were like, oh, I, I, I didn't know that we were supposed to use red pen. I'm like, oh, it's in the instructions. But great. Now you know, right? Right. So, right. Um, so yeah, it was, it's been really great that way. So I really enjoyed that kind of component of the job and the that was one of the interesting things to me. And then I'd started the job last summer, and uh, about two weeks later, there was it's our county clerk symposium in the summer, which I call county clerk camp, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is super fun. Um, and uh, we get together with all the clerks across the state, and we kind of talk about what issues they're facing and how they've dealt with them. And it's really it's a really great supportive network. So that's been fun too. Yeah, the one thing that I do find because I've I've worked a poll since the pandemic too. And I give all these people a lot of credit, especially like the poll, the, the whoever heads the polls and stuff. Chief election. Yeah, the yeah. election inspectors. Like, it is tedious. And the fact that anybody has to remember all these little things, like, again, like the minuscule things of like, you got to use a red pen here. Mm -hmm. Right. You got to use this piece of paper here. I mean, that's for, for like local small town, quote unquote, stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like tough stuff. Yeah. I mean... So, like, I give a lot of credit to everybody who works polls. Like, really. Oh, yeah. And and I remember, you know, like you said, the, the uh, you know, the political climate sometimes is difficult when it comes to pollers and polling elections and stuff. But the way I've seen it, I'm like, it's it's such a good process. Yeah. And everybody, the reason why there's, there's a reason why when you go into your polling place and it looks like there's way too many people working. <laughs> like, because right. I, I mean, I vote out in Tainer mm -hmm. and, you know, I walk in there and there's like six workers. There's nobody in there. All right. And I walk in and you think that you're like, why would, what do you need six people in here right. for? But you need somebody who knows how to do the registration. Exactly. You need somebody mm -hmm. who can work the poll book. You need somebody who can like admin, like hand the ballot over. And exactly. There's a bunch of rules and regulations with that. So, right. Right. And Ex people don't really necessarily know that. Right. And that's, y I think, important. Yeah. And that's what I always like look at. I'm like, see, this is how we're making sure the process is working 
the way and it's supposed all to. those eyes are watching to make sure everybody's accountable to each other right, right. Mm-hmm. so what i what i really appreciate is yes there's a lot of attention going on nationally about elections and questions that are being raised and some of those are good let's take this opportunity to educate the public about what happens during an election and how it works and you know um what what the tallying machines are doing right they're tallying the ballots right you fill out a ballot you put it in the machine it tallies your votes um and there's been a lot of concern about from some people about the machines right and all oh, this machine none of the machines in Dunn county are are hooked up to the internet ever like they just aren't um if you see it plugged into the wall that's for power um we've had that concern before too right so they're not hooked up to the internet you can't hack them everything is programmed um and then put in the machine i mean and it literally is telling the votes and yes we got new machines in dunn county for this 2022 year um and they work they're effective they're efficient i personally have overseen two recounts of um, county supervisory districts in the spring and they were exactly on they were spot on so I think to also reassure people, like elections here in Wisconsin, especially in Dunn County, uh, they're free, they're fair, and we really follow a process. And your vote counts. Every single vote counts. And especially in the spring elections, when you look at some of the local elections um, for county board, for example, there's a county board member that won by one vote. One vote. Wow. And we recounted it just to be safe and whatever. And it was one vote. So when people are like, oh, my vote doesn't matter. Your vote it could matters. be the one that it could be decides the, be the election. It could be. Right? If that couple stayed home that day, that was going to vote the opposite way. Right. It could have changed the outcome of the election. So right. it's, yeah, it's really important. So when we look at the ballot for this fall, right, we're electing all those things. And then there's also a Dunn County referendum. Um, it's a non-binding referendum, but it's an important referendum. So uh, it's a referendum about health care. And we're actually the first county in the state and I believe the nation to put this particular question on the ballot. And it, uh, the question says, oh, I should have had it like brought up. So I got the verbiage <laughs> exactly right. But the question says, like, um, shall Congress and the president um, work together to enact legislation to make sure that there is a national health care service that's providing health care for all individuals? Oh, right. right. So we're the first county to do this. And it's it's kind of showing the desire. And it's mostly an opinion piece. Right. Do you think that Congress and the president should do this. Yes That's or no. it. Yes mm-hmm. or no. That's literally all that's on the ballot. But it's a really good gauge um, for, to get the electorate to say, okay, you came out for this general election in the fall, this midterm. Do you think that this is a thing? Because that's usually an election that has higher voter participation, right? So the highest ones are presidential elections and then the midterms. So it's a really good gauge. So if you think it's important, you should vote for it mm-hmm. um it's at the back part of your ballot <laughs> um but it's 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 one of those things and then we can take that opinion piece and say like all right congressional representatives and president biden here is the thing and we think that we should do it and it actually has sparked interest across the nation for other counties to be able to do countywide referendum cool. referendums about this yeah so yeah Dunn County is leading the way across the nation. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, awesome. Yeah. How does that come about? Like, how is Dunn? So there's a group of people, right, um, who have uh, been working on this issue, and they really kind of said, well, let's let the people decide, right? You can We elect people to make decisions uh, you know, for us. That's democracy. It's a part of our republic. But they kind of said, well, there's certain things where we want to hear what the opinion of the public is. We don't want to poll or to call up and take a poll because we want to see as many people as we can get to vote on this and make a decision. So they came together to the county board and they made their presentation and the county board said, all right, well, let's do that. And it passed unanimously to put this on the ballot. So it's just, that's kind of interesting thing. And that's another way I think it's really important. So if you have an issue, right, that you want 
to do something about it, you go to your local elected officials. And these people made a presentation on the county board, a couple of different meetings, and then the county board voted on it unanimously to put it on the ballot. So I think that's important to note, too. Like, the way in which you can get involved to make a difference in your community. Yeah. That's local elections. That's, <laughs> yes. that's well, democracy And especially now, it's so easy to just, like, spout off on social media if you're mad about something, which you could spend the same amount of energy Googling who your representative is and uh-huh. sending a professional, kind email to them about why what your issues are and yeah. what, th- what things you could see improved. Don't be mean. You don't need to be mean about it. Just <laughs> say, well, hey, I have an issue. You can be kind. You can well, it's, explain especially, your issue. And especially locally. Like, we're, again, not a big county. Mm-mm. Like, I've, I run into my, uh, my county uh, rep mm-hmm. randomly. Yeah. Like, I've, I think I've emailed him twice. You know, very professionally, like, yeah. saying, like, please do these things. Like, if I see something that's on the county agenda. Yeah. And um, I just send him an email and, and I run into him. So, right. like, remember, like, these, we're just humans. Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's a small town Menominee. I mean, I, I mean, how often do you run into, like, the city council or, right. like, they're just people. Right. Like, that are working for three grand a year. Right. To go to a bunch of meetings that actually are super important for your city. <laughs> to represent right. you. To represent you. Yeah. yeah. It's a very interesting thing that. Yeah, at the national level, we see all this like chaos, but when you really break it down to the local stuff, that's why I feel bad for when they, they have to go through the chaos. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are literally people that live down the road right. that live, that work in a nonprofit during the day <laughs> right. or, or work in a bank, right? and they just happen to want to help out a little bit more. It's the same thing with elections, right? It's in a smaller county like Dunn County, you got 45,000 people live here. It's the people that you know at the polls, right? Mm-hmm. It's... It's Nita and it's Jill. I mean, it's the people that you know, that you've known, that you've grown up with your entire life. They're not out to do anything no. sketchy. They're they're there to work the polls. And so I think, luckily, in Dunn County, most of the times, I always say there's not six degrees of separation in Dunn County. It's more like a two. one and a half, maybe two <laughs> degrees of separation. You can figure out how you know the other person. Um, but when you have that local component about it, right, just go talk to them. It's like your local legislator, it's right. your poll worker, it's whoever. Just go talk to them about it. And I'm sure they, too, would rather have a two-way conversation than just have somebody... Reading your comments on social media. On social right. media, yeah. yeah. Like, I know I personally, not that I'm in politics in any way, but yeah. I would rather be able to respond in person and, like, have an, a functional conversation and something right. that's productive rather than Well, and as an elected official, sometimes it's really hard to not engage in mm-hmm. social media when, people, when there's people are saying things that are not just basically not true mm-hmm. um but how do you how do you educate them and how do you have a rational dialogue about it that's tricky Th- yeah. that's my but, favorite my favorite is the city there's a city council member we have currently when this recording is Ryland Erdman yeah um he's great on social media yes because mm-hmm. he's super rational. tactful he's very rational and he just he just puts the facts to out the point yeah. yeah which is what I like I think he does a great job when yeah. you know you know, we have the What's Happening in Menominee Facebook page that we're all in. That Andrew, I roll. What's the Happening fact, in Menominee But pages. the thing is, the funniest know. part about that page, and everybody that's probably listening definitely knows about it. There's, what's our population here? In Menominee? Yeah. 16,000 people. There is more than that in that page. There's wow. 18,000 people on this page. It is the <laughs> gossip page of Menominee. But my favorite is when people go in there and they're like, well, this is happening. And I love Ryland. He just goes... No. <laughs> and then he just explains it. Just says, nope, this was voted here and it was presented here and this is what happened. Right. And I love that. And I've sent him Facebook messages and I'm like, I'm so glad there's like a council member that's 
that focuses on this just yeah. to just just inform like i was there i voted for this i know exactly what's happening because i sit in on the meetings right. and here's what's happening is it nice to have a leader like that it it, <laughs> it is mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. is it's pretty good it is pretty i good. think he does a really good job um i guess as we start wrapping up here um what are some of the other county level stuff that you that you see like a kind oh, of big county level stuff that's yeah. really interesting that's going on right so there's a group of people that got together and they want to form a lake improvement district oh Toronto, yeah, Tana, Tana, oh, yeah. Lake. kind of the big it's that. the big one yeah um same thing the power of the people right people came together they got these petitions signed they brought it to the county board and they said we want to form a lake district because we want to do something and we want to have positive actions and impact on the lake to improve it right that's that's democracy in action that's what they do and so the county board is considering it right now and they'll be voting on it probably i think at the november meeting uh to move it forward and what will happen then is that the the there are in the way that they petitioned the county board there will be two county board supervisors on the lake improvement district and then they'll have a general meeting in the spring most likely and all this residents around lake tanner that are on and part of the lake improvement district proposed district will come together they'll elect um, three other members to serve on the board of five and make decisions about how to improve the lake whether that's you know phosphorus reductions and how that's all going to work but Mm -hmm. it's a it's kind of a a separate entity that people can do and uh it's like almost this little own unit of government Mm -hmm. it's a taxing entity um it can you know tax uh, up to a hundred dollars a year on people's tax assessments to do an improvement up to a hundred dollars doesn't say that doesn't mean that they're going to do that but um, to basically collect a separate pool of money then to make improvements on the lake. That's really interesting work, right? Yeah. So, awesome. And they've been working on it for a long time, too. They have. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it randomly yeah. just for the last couple of years. And, you know, between that and the information that has happened with the Red Cedar Watershed Conference that happened for a number of years, people are really paying attention to water quality. And that's something that we can have an impact locally, not only here in Dunn County, but we're at the bottom of the Red Cedar Watershed, right? It's the third largest watershed in the state of Wisconsin. We have to work with the counties up above us that, you know, have farm fields and everything like that and turkey factories um, to all work together to solve this issue. Because it's not a single lake issue. Um, it's a, the whole watershed. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting one. Well, before we wrap up here, um, well, first, give us the plugs. So elections win all uh, the dates. November, I know you've already said it. Yes. But. November 8th. Very exciting. Uh, November 8th, the polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Make sure that you find your polling location on My Vote Wisconsin. You can just Google that, put your address in, see if you're registered. If not, you can register. Um, you can find your polling location. You can request an absentee ballot. There's still a little bit of time to do that if you want to. Um, yeah. And then just show up. Bring, a, bring your ID to the polling location if you're registered. Or you can actually register at the polls on the election day. Bring a piece of mail with a certified copy, um, utility bill, a bank statement, and then some form, of, some form of identification. You can register at the polls and then cast your vote and make a difference. Mm-hmm. The poll might workers be, are always one. so great. They're always willing to help. Last time yeah. I went, it, I was the only one there at the time because I came, went in a weird time and all of the women working were like, oh, it's so good to see so many young people out today. <laughs> like they would not stop telling me how excited they were yeah. for how many people yeah. were out and I was like I'm coming back every time now like this because it's so it's so sweet I don't know they're all so great yeah, yeah. so that's that November 8th get out and vote make awesome. sure you vote yeah make sure to vote that's what we need yes yeah, everybody important. knows about. so we end every podcast with the same two questions to every single guest so I can go first uh, what's your favorite movie 
of all time? Sure. Oh, uh, it's not like a category thing. Pick, <laughs> I always say pick whatever comes to your head first. Oh, true lies. Oh, true, true lies. <laughs> it was a it was knee jerk. It was knee jerk. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Curtis in that black dress. Wow. Oh my gosh. That Noises is off. So focus, focus. Oh, I can't decide. You could have seen. Oh my gosh. When it, that came out that of is so. It's like you were just as surprised. Yeah, that is so. I funny. did just watch the new Hocus Pocus too. Oh, How talk about it? a nut. I watch Hocus Pocus the original one every single year watch it every single Halloween since 93 when it came out this was a nostalgic trip for the 90s kids oh my god I can't wait to it was watch great it. loved it okay okay movie what was the other one? Oh, oh. It, the next one is my question um what kind of good food have you eaten lately oh my gosh so <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the reaction I hope to get yeah, when I right. ask this oh, question please right? let's talk food um so I I love food obviously Same. um I'm a foodie uh so one of the things that I really love is the amazing work that you can have locally, right? I think Stacy from Stacked has some of the most amazing food, right? She Frequently, is she's down now at Nonick on Thursdays, oftentimes doing some kind of a Thai infused thing. Mm-hmm. But then also now they're doing scary movie nights at Nonick yeah, throughout that. the month of October, yeah. where she's there at night on Sundays. Uh, her so food cool. is, and the combinations of things that she puts together, it will blow your mind. If you have not changed, checked it out, absolutely do that. My it's stomach my literally favorite. just growled just thinking about it. <laughs> Her food is so good. I have said to so many people that someday if I win the lottery, I would love to hire Stacy as my personal <laughs> chef. I, yeah. I would never cook again if she just cooked all my meals for me. And yeah. I like to cook. Yeah. But she is her, her food is insane. There's a lot of really good things going on locally with food. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really, really exciting to see. So Cool. Mm-hmm. Yum. Well, uh, thank you, Andrew, for being here. Thank you for having me.